You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everyone to the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. It's just me and Scott, but we hold it down because we are real. What do we talk about? Scott. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about Keith the Motivator, High Fidelity Audio. We talk about Dinosaur Fog. Dinosaurs. We talk about Far Cry Caveman. Yeah. That's going to be good. We talk about Back to the Future 2 and Loot Crates. We talk about The Force Awakens, but don't tell Keith. He just walked away, so I went off about it for like five minutes. Gone. Uh, we talk about Idris Elba and James Bond and cocaine and Hell in a Cell and Ninjago. And we wrap it up with some Canadian politics. Canadian political landscape has changed since the last episode, you guys. All this and more on the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Scott. Keith. Guess what happened today? John fucked up. <laughs> John fucked up and was like, oh, I want to hang out with my parents instead of recording <laughs> the podcast. So, and I realized I blame myself a little bit <laughs> because as a, uh, I don't know what I would call myself, but maybe the annoying one of the group. <laughs> I Motiv- motivated one. The motivated one. That's, the motivated that's nice one, one, but also but that's the nice way I put it. But yeah. I'm also the guy who typically is like a day or two beforehand, even though we have a recurring event in calendars and Google calendars and whatever else, a day or two beforehand, I almost always send out a text message slash email to the group to be like, can everybody make it? Because we have contingencies. Like we had Jimmy on like two weeks ago. Like yep. we, have, we have backup plans if people can't make it. And I'm like, we should know that. Like a day or two beforehand. I really have to change my notification for podcast recording because right now it's set to five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe set it to the day before. Yeah. Be like, yep. oh shit, and you're gonna tell Pac-Man like, oh fuck. She so, told me, "Are you recording tomorrow?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I am." <laughs> we got. You know what? I was. This is oh, going back into the nine to five way back machine. I was like taking a look, and it took us, I think, maybe about ten episodes before we started hitting every two weeks. And then basically haven't missed since like two, two or three months in. It's like mm-hmm. sometime in some point, I think uh, spring 2012, we've been every two weeks like clockwork, basically usually a 90s or like a friend's 90s. We had like the movie club, whatever, but yep. like, so Stuff, something, something. So since with some the, of us are fucking in your headphones. Exactly. And with the, with, and same thing with go plug yourself on the yeah, other side. If you're like, listening to this on a basic speaker set. Get some headphones. Yeah. Put them, this is just for you. Yeah. This is not for general listening. Don't, don't let everyone get listen Get a to really it. good set. Get Beats by Dre. Go out and buy a $300 set of headphones. We sound best on Beats by Dre. Exactly. We do. We're accepting promotional <laughs> consideration from Beats by Dre. We're throwing, that, to, one up, we're throwing to, that out one for free. But Up to and including Beats by Dre. Like if they just want to send us some of those so we can listen to us. It's true. My computer is an official Beats by Dre computer. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. God damn it. It was because I was like, when I bought the computer, I was like, I wanted one with a decent audio card. And like, audio cards aren't usually things that. You know what, Like a Sound Blaster 16? <laughs> that is all I know about audio cards. Really. I'm not even sure what audio card I have in, but I was like, the one thing 
that I actually use. A, I don't use my computer to game for or whatever, but I do use it to throw together podcasts and audio despite myself. So I was like, the one thing that I was like, okay, I'll splurge a little bit for is the better, better, better audio card. But then I was like, it was like standard audio card or Beats by Dre audio card, and it had like the better specs. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> so look, look, we take a look at my computer. There's a little B in the top right corner. Just, right there. just for that. Exactly. Just because it's. Man. By Dre. Do you remember computers used to have that little sound blaster sticker on it? <laughs> Same what sound blaster? <laughs> but it was also no, like seriously. Fu- it was like on the on the side. It would say yeah. Windows with the little sticker and yeah. the little sound blaster sticker. Yeah, yeah, Man. and that was it. And people looked at me like I was like, okay, I want like a PC with like decent audio editing, and they're like Mac, and I was like, no. <laughs> I said a PC <laughs> with a decent audio card. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, John fucked up, and then he was to like, spend time with his mom. He said, he, "I mean, yeah, exactly." Which I mean, I guess is fair. And then he was like, "What? What? That's fair." I mean, just if you like commit to your parents, it's like, you know, on a Monday. On a Monday, you don't want to bail on your parents. Yeah, but why? Why would you commit to them on a Monday? Because because John, man, maybe he thought it was the other week. Like maybe he thought it was the go plug yourself week. Yeah, maybe he thought it was that. <laughs> maybe he just doesn't doesn't know. Anyway, Scott. <laughs> His alarm went off, like, podcasting in five minutes. Fuck. <laughs> no, but I messaged him this morning, and he was like, I'm in. And then, like, two hours later, he's like, oh, I fucked up. So the day of. So now we're just two people. We're, we don't have a friend. We're, we're, we should have maybe had a friend, but uh, whatever. It's okay. Every now and then, we'll pause, pour mm-hmm. one out for him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's for the friends. Yeah. That's for your friends. How you doing, Scott? I am exhausted. You told me scary stories about the hospital yeah, and baby hospital puking was awful. And, and passing out. And no, the mom puked. The baby seized. That was rough. Like a baby seized like an engine? Like when a car engine seizes? No, like, like super terrifying horror movie seizure. Like a little baby, like shaking and foaming at the mouth and stuff. And that it's that like not close good. to Halloween. Yeah. Wait, this is a, theoretically our Halloween episode, so it's extra spooky. Spooky. <laughs> You know, I no longer work at the building where the most children have died in the city. Right, Yet. Like, give it time. Give it time. Give it time. But the old building, man, more kids died there than anywhere else in the city. Yeah, like, for sure. If you were like, if you were having a, a Silent Hill game, you could 100% have go to the children's. Go to the children's hospital. There are lots of little ghosts running around there. For like, sure. If, if you're going to look for little ghosts, that old building. Do you remember in Silent Hill the tiny ghost that did nothing except terrify you? No. In the school. Did you play the original Silent Hill? No. Oh, God damn it. It's like it's old enough that you should have. This is like, the game is seriously like 16 or 17 years old, the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's PS1, right? Yeah, original PS1. I, but I never I, I never got into the fog. Just Like the fog of that game just kind of annoyed me. But at least they made it like a storyline point as opposed to like mm. other games that just were foggy for graphic purposes. <laughs> it's not like it, it had nothing on the doors of Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, no, the doors of Resident Evil are ridiculous. Or the. Do you remember uh, Turok on the N64? Yes. That had inexplicable fog. You're like, there's no. <laughs> Dino <way>. fog. He's <laughs> like, I'm hunting dinosaurs and I can see three feet in front of me at any given time because it's so foggy. Um, even worse than that on the 64 was Superman. Superman had all kinds of fog. You were Superman. <laughs> you have the best vision in the entire imaginary world. Mm-hmm. And you can't see more than two blocks down the street. Because <laughs> of the fog. Because <laughs> you're like, just fucking, so you don't have to like render anything past the fog line. Yep. Right? So shitty. Well, that's what made the, the that big Spider-Man game so popular. Right? The... No fog. You could see forever, and yeah. then you could go to there. Yeah. Like that was, And that was always the thing that fucking, like, 
And it's the thing that gets me on new games, too, where I was like, PS3 is obviously, like, pretty graphically swank, but then playing Far Cry 4 on PS4, and I was like, that is a thing that is kilometers away that I can see with my little telescope, and if I get into my little gyrocopter, I can, like, walk over to it, fly at it. It'll take me, like, a long time to get there, because it's, like, several kilometers away in my little gyroscopter, and then I'm like, it's the castle that I saw as a little teeny tiny dot, and I'm like flying into the castle and that shit boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a place. Speaking of Far Cry, they're they're they fucked up. So Okay. <laughs> so they always have the, they've had these weird like spin off Far Cries on each and every one. Most famously I feel that Far Cry three had the spin off of Blood Dragon. And you heard about Blood Dragon. I must have shown no. you Blood Dragon. Oh, yes. Yeah, that exactly. was cool. Yeah, exactly. Which is to- total 80s nonsense or whatever. But now the new one, I think, is called Far Cry, I want to say Primal. Okay. And it's... Are you a raptor? No, but you're Dude. a first human. And I was like... What? You're like, a caveman? You're a caveman, and it's like caveman tribes fighting each other, and like... It, that sounds like a Team Fortress mod. It look no, but the animal, but with animals, right? Because Far Cry's thing that it has over oh, other shooters is always animals around. So like mammoths and dinosaurs and shit are like up in there, and they're like, and to take down a mammoth, you're like, you'll need four or five guys. Like one caveman versus mammoth doesn't, it's not gonna do it. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> so like, gameplay wise, it looks super cool, and it looks like really intense. And I was like, okay, gameplay wise, I'm in for this, but I don't care because you're not Blood Dragon two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I just don't care that your spinoff this time is not, like, the future as predicted by 1981. So, yeah, no neons, no robotic dinosaurs with, like, dinosaur mods and no cybernetic arms. But and... if the gameplay is similar to that, as a caveman, you just walk around... With a robot arm? Like, just murdering everything for hours on end. No, I don't think. And then it's have be weird, that. pixelated caveman cut cutaway sex scenes. Yeah, I know. It, it just it really. I was like, everybody's everybody's pretty hyped about it because they've because uh, people love cavemen. People. Like that's a that's a market that has not been tapped in video gaming. It's true. In a eh? long time. There's not a lot of Turok. Turok. <laughs> <laughs> he had guns though, right? Not a lot of primitive tools out there. Yeah, there's not a lot modern. of primitive gaming. It looks cool, but like again, I was just like, oh, why aren't you Blood Dragon? And I was, I was just very, very sad. Speaking of uh, visions of the future, right? Uh, we just recently passed Back to the Future Two Day. We did. Kind of, kind of underwhelming. There was a couple of viral videos out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pointed Kimmel. out how wrong they were. Yeah, and then Jimmy Kimmel had had Doc and Marty on the show for a little bit. Yeah. That was it. I was kind of hoping for more. I was saying I t- I the what would have been insane. And I was like, it would have been the greatest, like, coup of Hollywood of all time if on October 21st, Back to the Future 4 just came out. <laughs> like, with no fanfare, with no anything, it just suddenly in theaters. People lined up who went to go see Back to the Future 2 that was playing. Yeah. And then, like, by the way, here's number four. Yeah, and you're like, whoa! I was like, people would drop, like, lose their minds. It would be like... The greatest event in, like, fucking pop culture ever. When they're like, when Back to the Future 4 came out on October 21st, 2015, with nobody knowing. <laughs> like... Oh, man, you know what would make that amazing? It's 30 years later, and a 50-year-old Marty McFly 
comes back to 2015, but it's still the 2015 of Back to the Future 2. There's <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of hipsters riding around on fucking hoverboards. Did you hear the thing? It was on. This is great. Actually, I'm glad you brought up Back to the Future because I was thinking about it. As to why hoverboards exist in Marty McFly's 2015. No. Because. Okay, so. So. Um, presumably rock and roll got shittier in the reality of Back to the Future because, um, why did I fucking forget his name? Not Buddy Holly. Chuck uh, Berry. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry heard it through a phone, so played it way more distorted. So, like, rock and roll didn't have the, like, galvanizing effect that it should have had. However, Marty McFly invented skateboarding in 1955, right? Because when, right. like, when he popped off the little scooter thing and invented yeah. skateboarding, they're like, that's why in 2015 of Back to the Future, there's hoverboards, because that was fucking 60 years of skateboard technology, as opposed to the only like 30 years that we actually have. They've been developing skateboards for 30 extra years. So right. they're like, and instead of rock and roll, skateboarding became like it. That's why everybody had skateboards in the fucking future, because you're like, fuck, obviously... We all ride skateboards in the future. It is like it's replaced rock and roll as the like thing that kids do in Americana. <laughs> Instead of rock and roll, they're into skateboarding. And I was like, huh. I don't know about the rock and roll thing, but I can see the fact that the reason there's hoverboards in Back to the Future is 2015 and not in our 2015. Because be- Hill Valley, there was like 15 kids that saw skateboarding. Yeah, like good 15 years before anyone else saw it. Yeah, exactly. Normally, in our in our real world timeline, yeah, at least right because it came fifty five, so it came around late sixties, seventies. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So yeah, and then it peaked with like the Bones Brigade would have happened in the sixties instead of the eighties. Hmm. <laughs> so maybe we'd have hoverboards oh, then. Man, what could Tony Hawk do with a hoverboard? Have you seen? Prime, did like you see that they actually made a hoverboard park? <laughs> What? I fucking, I want oh, what, like it's like a big metal park and uh-huh. got big magnets on the yeah. boards? Yes. That sounds really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but also hoverboards go on water in the park because the magnets are strong enough that they're underneath the water. Okay. There's like water things and the hoverboards can go straight over them. And like, but not too far because to go over water you need power. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have power. But yeah, they actually made a hoverboard park. I think it was Lexus or whatever. Made a little skate park that, like, actually can hoverboard. Crazy. Yep. And Did then they the, had, like, skaters to do it, skate it? Yeah. I or, like, who, a I bunch think. of kids that were, like, They would enjoy. die. But even the <laughs> skaters look so scared. Because you're like, it's every direction, right? And you're like, hang on. You're like, because you don't I have to forward. go. Yeah, there's no, like, leaning into a turn. or. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's very no scary. trucks. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. But anyway... I think well, we'll get so theoretically, with that in mind, we have until twenty thirty to have hoverboards. It's totally where we're going to invest our money. The market is there. I think. And so. I saw a video of Michael J. Fox trying on Nike's new auto lace snakes, yeah. <laughs> sneakers. They look great. He puts them on, and they go. That is not. That is loud and slow. <laughs> they were like really loud. To. Yeah, it was like a little motor winding the laces tight in the sole of the shoe. Uh, It's like uh, not, not, not quite. Close. I tell you, uh, Sarah had so uh, I get the loot crate boxes 
Yes. And the theme for October was time. Which is good because your apartment is sparse. Right. I need. You need a tchotchke or two. Exactly. I need little trinkets strewn about to... To just liven up the place. You know, make it look lived in. Exactly. I also like to think to like... If... Maybe like when people come in, I like them to know that I'm a geek. Like, and and then I need to maybe just have like one or two things (laughs) around. Subtle. 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 Subtle things. Tasteful. Subtle. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) as we're looking around the room here, we have like... Adventure Time Pillows, Ninja Turtles, Iron Man, fucking... They, just in this room, there's like a hundred things. At least. Yeah. This is really the room where it's at, though, like, to be fair. No, your living room would probably have a good... Only, but it's all in one shelf. 50. Yeah, you got some art up. But not comic art. Yeah. Anyway. Long story short. Yeah, so the Loot Crate. And so I popped it open, and I took out... There's a little Funko Pop of Emmett Brown. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Dark Man, whatever. And Sarah was like, who... What? And I was like, oh my god. And then I took out, and it's up there, the little tiny, like, one fifteen scale, whatever, prop replica of the hoverboard. And I was like, fucking super cool. She's like, this looks like a Barbie skateboard. And I'm like, yeah, because it's Marty McFly's hoverboard. It's basically a Barbie skateboard. <laughs> and she was like, complete drawing a blank. And I was like, god damn it. She's never seen any of them. She's seen the ending of the first one. We sat down and watched what? Yeah. We sat down and watched the first one for the first time because she had like tuned in on TV or something. Right. And she really enjoyed it because I was like, I'm very, I'm always like skeptical about going back to show something to someone because I was like, I don't know how tinted it is from the fact that I've seen it a hundred times since I was like five. Um, Back to the Future doesn't, because Back to the Future sets itself so strongly in 1985 that it doesn't try to say today. Yeah. Right. So even now, thirty years later, you're like, this, this is a period piece now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is 1985. Yeah. And like, like even even just stuff like stuff that now seems like a period piece, where they're just sort of like Pepsi free, you know, and like it's stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, what? It's, it seems like a joke. <laughs> exactly. That's it. You're like, it seems like it would be a period joke, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. So yeah, and even the the effects are even pretty good. Like the car looks fucking cool, and like when it like this sparks and shit fly over it and like stuff that makes no sense though like <laughs> and like no but we're just out even explaining it you're like the fucking tire tracks are cool as shit make zero sense the the flaming tire track yeah. and, then, and they're standing right on top of these big foot high flames like, yeah that, that's also a problem in the initial thing but then also more than that <laughs> that after time travel the car is cold you're <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's like just the like elements of time travel that you're like fucking cool and you think about it for two seconds you're like why nope yeah. to be fair though back to the future deals with so many elements of time travel and tries to explain them to you you're like yeah. oh oh okay back to the future 2 deals with an alternate timeline set by changing the future well which i mean so does back to the future 1 does also really right because great, yeah, because he comes back and he comes back awesome. and, and Biff is a, Biff is a bitch now because uh, his dad punched him out. Yeah, exactly. Which is already an alternate future, right? And it's crazy. That, the one thing that I completely not necessarily, but for, like, not only that, like as a kid, you watched that and understood. And you try to watch a time travel movie before that, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, Doctor Who had to hang on it a little bit, like a little bit, a like, little bit. Yeah. Not not that it's clear to a mass American market. Mm. That's fair enough. 
But one of the other things that I had sort of forgotten about was how integral of a role Crispin Glover is in Back to the Future 1. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I remembered him as the dad, and I remember the, the storyline was Marty needing to hook his dad and his mom up because he, like, fucked it up right at the beginning. Like, I remembered all of that, but then I didn't remember that he's, like, in every other scene. Yep. And also... And that's what's so messed up about, too, right? Because... It's not Crispin Glover. It's weird Crispin Glover mask. Then he sued them and made and he money. Sued them for his using his likeness. Yeah, and that's that's like a thing now. Yeah, like yeah. that's at a Hollywood precedent. Yeah, and when he was right because it's. Then anyway, did you uh, the deleted scene? The, the the probably one of the most merciful deleted scenes that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I know a lot of, of stuff about Back to the Future, but I do not know what you're talking to. Right at this no. moment. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to set it up by saying that uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is one of my favorite movies. But what's his name? Uh, Mickey Rooney's incredibly racist performance Shockingly as the landlord racist. just like ruins it, basically. And you're like, I remember watching it. Sarah hadn't seen it when we started dating. And I was, I was like, old girly movie. There's no way that you're not down to watch this. And she was like, okay, why does my boyfriend want to watch it? And I was like, because it's a fucking kick-ass movie. It's fucking... It, Capote book, everything is awesome, except for that. And you're, I was like, you need to ignore this. I, like I told her going in, I was like, it's the worst. It's incredibly offensive. It basically ruins the film in terms of like looking at it in a modern perspective. Yeah, it's and really hard to get past. <laughs> exactly. This is a line that obviously it's not a character, so it wouldn't be as bad. But this is a line that if it was in the movie, Back to the Future would not be as beloved. So Doc and Marty are talking with each other. And Marty is, like, expressing some reservations about the fact that he's going to try to, like, put the moves on his mom to get his mom to, like, push him out of the car and right. then so that his dad can fight him or whatever. And he's like, Doc, you know, this is something that could really mess a guy up. What if I go back to 1985 and I'm gay? <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, people would not think you were, would be, have, like, real big problems with would, going back. Yeah, no, that would not be... Yeah, exactly. That you would not go back to that movie, or I mean, like you, you, you might still, but you might like that line. That line taint. would be like, Ugh. like a dark, oily. Exactly. Like Sarah was movies. like, they shouldn't have even put this in the deleted scenes. Like they should have just buried it and forgotten about it. They were like, fuck, just burn, burn it. Yeah, just burn get rid of that scene. Just do not. I was like, because it was on the deleted scenes of the on the DVD. Yeah, and I was like, they should not have shown me that. <laughs> I was just like, I could, I, I get it. Why? And I guess may- maybe you'd be able to get a bit of a pass on it because you're like, ah, it's 1985. But yeah, but exactly. But like, God. like I said, it would literally that one line. People would be like, ugh. Like is whenever there, that came around. Is there like a commentary on the deleted scenes? No. Uh, but sometimes you'll see like a director will talk about like, well, obviously we had to cut the scene for time. It's a good character piece, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd love to see what Zemeckis, Michael J. Fox, had to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox just be like. Fuck you guys. We are not putting this on a DVD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although they also we watched some of the other deleted scenes. Um, when Marty goes to his dad and uh, acts like Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan or whatever. That uh, scene's way longer. And then <clears throat> they set up a joke in the next scene. And the joke doesn't make any sense without the extended scene. Right. Which is that he chloroforms his dad. And then his dad comes and he's like, you weren't at school the next day. And he's like, yeah, I overslept. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because he was chloroformed. But it was like that. The guy overslept is in the movie, right? But him chloroforming his dad isn't. So 
Anyway, so now we've got to watch two, because, I mean, Back to the Future Day is really about two. Did you hear about, uh, I mean, not hear about, it was like a mini, Max Landis got a mini Twitter trend going on. Okay. Of uh, live tweets from Jaws 19. (laughs) 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 It was just sort of, they were just, it was like, you're like, oh man, Richard Dreyfuss hasn't been in this, like, in this franchise for so long, but he's back, Jaws 19 forever. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, all these different, like. How many, how many Jaws are there? There's five? I think there's five. So 1985, would there be more Rockies or Jaws movies at that point? At that point? Like, what do you think the biggest franchise is at that point in 1985? Jaws. Bond. Bond. Okay. After Bond. Jaws. American Jaws? franchise. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Jaws. Because like, like 1, 2, and 3 all did well. Jason? How many Friday the 13th were there? By 85? None of them that were good. <laughs> no, I'm saying like Jason movies only got good around like five, <laughs> like one's one, two, not th- bad. one one's two, fun. one's okay. Two, three, and four are all very bad. Nightmare on Elm Street, I think they're at two. I think it's eighty three, and maybe the second one had just come out in eighty five because yeah. they they hammered out the second one pretty fast. And obviously, you can't put a Nightmare on Elm Street three D <laughs> Freddy jumping out at Marty McFly. Jaws is a better fit there, but uh, Rocky, I, Rocky maybe. Rocky, possibly. 77, 79, 3 was out at least. Mr. T wasn't that big in 85. Almost almost Star Wars. It could have been Star Wars. 3 Star Wars, but it ends after 3. Yeah, but you wouldn't think but three, Star but, Wars. But Jedi 19. was just coming out, so they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's, that's big news. Uh, Trailer, Force Awakens. So... We're not going to talk about Star Wars. What? <laughs> we are going to talk about it, but don't tell me anything. So I got tickets for the December 17th. Okay, and you're trying to stay pure until then? And I've been doing it to the point where I saw the movie poster and it spoiled something for me. I don't know if you've been following me watching the trailers and all that stuff. For, yeah, so, I watched the trailer. So I had only seen the initial teaser trailer. Right. And you see the black guy takes off takes the Stormtrooper mask. Yeah, so you know he's a Stormtrooper. Yeah. In the goddamn movie poster, he's holding a fucking lightsaber. And I'm like, what? I was like, Black Stormtrooper guy. He's clearly either a Jedi or Force-sensitive or whatever, but I'm like, you don't... Why? He's on Han the... can hold a lightsaber. Has he ever been holding a lightsaber on the poster before? No, he holds a blaster. Han Solo holding a yeah, lightsaber on the Star Wars poster. Anyone. And everyone would be like, that's the dumbest thing. Anyone can hold a light. Well, yeah, for Han it would be because nothing beats a blaster by your side. Right. But anyone can hold a lightsaber. Then why would why would you put it on the poster? Because Keith, if I had a picture of you holding a lightsaber, that would be your profile picture in all Facebook. the time, like, constantly. And and uh, but I would use that's that. The picture you would use I would to use that yourself. to let people know that I'm force attuned. I am definitely not force attuned. But if I had a picture of me holding a lightsaber, that would be my picture. We like, understand what I'm saying. Like if you the were like, people hey, I'm going to call Keith Scott. Hey, Scott, uh, uh, that's his picture on the phone. Scott's calling. Yeah, he's, he's holding, holding the lightsaber. lightsaber. so cute. Yeah, but do you understand where I'm coming from? That I, I, Yes, I agree with you. Well, yeah, he's a Jedi. Exactly. And I was like, fuck, bummer. Because I was like, because like, one of the reasons I'm going early, like, I mean, realistically, Eastern time zone, I'm going to the 10 o'clock show. From, and that's it's the day early, right? It's the early mm-hmm. release of it. So, because it doesn't come out till Thursday in most cinemas, only like in limited screens on it. So I'm like, we'll be among the first people in a mass environment of seeing the movie, right? Because I was like, 
Are you going in costume? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll go as Manos. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Go as, go as Spock, dude. It'd be so good. <laughs> so many people would be angry. I'm going. I'm going with May and Nib. May might be in costume. I feel that she probably would be because I mean that's like her thing. I'm gonna have to just walk behind her and pretend I don't know her. <laughs> like, <With Nip>. uh... <laughs> exactly. I mean, Pat just walking behind. Her. Yeah, but all right. So, but but just, just talking about things that aren't spoilers. But I'm just saying, just to say, to say spoiler free, because I realized I was like, no matter what. That movie's either going to get amazing reviews or shit on. Oh, man. A month ago, I saw a Force Awakens coloring book, and I picked that up and looked for spoilers in that thing. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? This is not out yet. Yes. But you know what I mean? But they, like, they, they fucking gave the ending of the movie right there. That's pretty rough. In the, book, in the coloring book. Really? That's <laughs> I was like, done. That's why when you were like, let's get advanced tickets, I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. But yeah. But do you know what I mean? That like, It's going to be, it's amazing or it's bullshit. Like, nobody's going to go see Star Wars and be like, it's meh. Because if it's meh, it's bullshit, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have – there's no buffer. That if, if it's just okay, people are still mad, mm-hmm. basically. So I was like, I'm going to, like, regardless of whatever happens, I'm going to, like, allow myself to experience it without, like, internet taint. Because so- I was like, that'll be – I was like, keeping myself relatively spoiler-free up until then – will still be like a bit of a trick after then will be impossible like it'll be just completely impossible yeah, yeah. So. so not a spoiler but talking about the force awakens mm-hmm. one the trailer was really cool uh, i liked the trailer a lot not the, getting into details i thought the, it was the cool. first one or the the new one the new full okay the full trailer that that came out it was on tv it was on tv mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, so it was a cool trailer i dug it mm-hmm. um non-spoilery stuff you saw the millennium falcon flying around a lot i was like that's cool yeah you saw a bunch of TIE Fighter X-Wing fights, and yep. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, internet. People are outraged because that, that, that John Boyega is a black stormtrooper. Like, what the fuck? Stormtroopers aren't black. And I love this. I love this so much because I saw, I saw someone who had posted something online that just summed it up perfectly. Like, you can get white people to play natives. You can get them to play uh, Gandhi. Asians. Academy Award winning Gandhi. Gandhi. <laughs> ben Kingsley put on Darkface yep. to play Gandhi. Everything about The Last Airbender. Just everything. Anyone yeah. who wasn't white was a bad guy. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, if they play Asians, you fucking just no problem with that. Right. You got one black guy as a sp- Base stormtrooper. Yeah, but those are just people that are shitty. Like they were mad about fucking what's his name in Thor. Also, uh, Heimdall, um, the guy. Yeah, the guy. Like, Stringer Bell. <laughs> yes, exactly. They got all mad at him because he's black. Heimdall. They're like, how could a black guy play a Norse god? Shut as up. As opposed to all the other Norse gods, you know. Exactly. Shut your mouth. Oh man. Anyway, fuck the. Internet. Oh, it's just that that oh, fuck. What's the actor's name? It's bugging me now. Oh. Stringer Bell. I'm Bell. The guy who doesn't want to be in movies. But who was like, yeah, I'd love to play James Bond. And the yeah, guy yeah, doing yeah, James yeah. Bond was like, he's too street. Idris Alba. Idris Alba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little too street to play James Bond. Too street. Just say he's too black. Yes. 
just stop being sneaky with your shitty racism. It's too street. Because Daniel Craig getting, like, speaking with Cockney kind of bullshit and fucking parkouring everywhere isn't street. Have you seen any of Daniel Craig's comments about the last his last James Bond movie? Spectre? Yeah. No. He hates James Bond. He hates being James Bond. And he shat on being James Bond. Huh. He was like, yeah, so basically, I don't know why you like this character, because he's a horrible misogynist who's just a monster. Yeah. Like, ah, that is true, but you're James Bond. Yeah. These are things you should have figured out before playing him four times. Mm. Skyfall, Quantum of Solace, Casino Royale, and Aspector. Aspector, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, four times. I mean, that that, that puts him into, like... Still better than Timothy Dalton. Yeah, definitely more than Timothy Dalton. But I'm like, that gets him close to Brosnan. Brosnan only did it four or five. Like, Goldfinger, The World Is Not Enough, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Die Another Day. That's four? That's four. Hmm. So, yeah, so he's tied with Brosnan. And behind Moore and Connery. Yeah, yeah. And, and ahead of Dalton and Lazenby. Well, everybody's ahead of Lazenby. Did you ever see Honor Majesty's Secret yeah, Service? Yeah, I was He's a kick-ass James Bond. It's a good James Bond movie. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a fine James Bond movie. I just don't, don't a know what... A lot of Daniel Craig comes from George Lazenby. That, yeah, the whole it, fight scene on the, the beach... It's a way more really kind of like realistic style of Bond. Like he's not, not super suave and not super goofy like Roger Moore. So... Man, I, Roger Moore was a sex symbol. You fucking people in the 70s have a lot of explaining to do. There is <laughs> shit to account for. Was it? There's the Robin Williams quote, which is like, cocaine Cocaine is God's way of telling you you have too much money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, when you think of Roger Moore as a sex symbol, I'm like, cocaine. Roger Moore looked like a guy who could fucking pack away cocaine. And be like, I want to do cocaine with Roger Moore, <laughs> and that's all anybody wanted. Man, if I would, I don't. I've never done cocaine, but if I had to choose two people to do cocaine with, it would be Adam West and Roger Moore. It'd be up there, yeah. Like, it'd be super fun, or maybe like, I, I would say if I if I if I were like suddenly about to be very into cocaine, it would just be backstage at SNL. That'd be like mm-hmm. just. Like with Belushi and Aykroyd and fucking Bill Murray, Murray and just all them, just uh, I'd be like, woo! <laughs> I'm I'm also gonna get, similar to that the big the big cast thing, Jackass. Yeah, but so you wouldn't, with... but you wouldn't just be into cocaine at that point. That's the problem is you'd be into <laughs> a lot of other things. I don't know. PCP, there are the painkillers and stuff. They're all fucking yeah, but booze and coke. Booze and Coke are just like, that's just like... Just the downside to that would be fucking Tremaine would be there with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> there would be some accounting for that. And then they'd be like, now you'll give paper cut on your eye. <laughs> what? Ah, why did I come into this room? Scott, you're a cool guy. You're cool. <laughs> Smart this wasabi. <laughs> why? It's like the, uh, the, 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 the scene in the Bret Hart book when he walks in on... Uh, Roddy Piper. It's well, Roddy Piper, Jim Anvil, Nightheart, and someone else. Uh, Adrian Adonis. Yeah, Piper's just like, you should leave. No, he's cool. <laughs> no, no. Piper sends him out. He sends yeah. him out of the room. He's like, you don't want none you of don't this. Want Bret Hart. Bret Hart was like, he's Tim Meadows in uh, in the story of Dewey Cox. <laughs> you don't want none of this, Dewey Cox. You get out of here. You get out of here, Bret Hart. 
And Bret Hart leaves. Yeah. Never does cocaine. And fucks with Goes downstairs everyone. and cheats on his wife. <laughs> he was like, I think cheating on my wife saved my life. Probably. Man. That so- book is crazy. If you've never read the Bret Hart autobiography, you should read that book. Even if you're not super into wrestling. John even a, read it. John read it. And mm-hmm. that, that is a crazy fucking book. I think just wrestling in the 80s was batshit. It was so bonkers. Yep. So I watched re- wrestling last night. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. The, uh, the blow-off match of Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. They went batshit. They no, – and apparently people were – apparently Gorilla – Gorilla position for our listeners is... Uh, the person who stands just on the inside of the curtain before someone walks out. And now has expanded into basically where the backstage producers are also kind of. Like, it's like where the show is run. There's a little group of people, often Vince McMahon himself, off like, just like Triple H. Uh, Triple H, held around a couple of screens, making a ju- tweaking the story on the fly. And they also have a, they have a line out to the ref. They can speak to the ref, and they have a line out to the commentators. They can speak to the commentators, and probably, probably other people that are mic'd and whatever. So they can kind of manipulate what's going on if they someone in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. Probably go get a run out. Something exactly. They they can make some calls on the fly, whatever. So apparently, as it was happening, Gorilla was freaking out. But then after the fact, nobody said dick, which was Undertaker and Brock apparently both decided to split their heads open. <laughs> Which is a no-no. Which is a no-no. Bleeding all over the place. And I was like... But Brock also bleeds a lot. And, like, throws his face into things. Like, nobody's super... That's because if he walks up two flights of stairs, his head turns purple. Yeah, exactly. He's he's got the freaking circulation in his face. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, he, like... People, they're like, nobody's really sure if it was a blade job or if they both were, like, voluntarily hard way bleeding. Like, they're just kind of like... You can just... Like, your skin, you don't... You just hit a sharp corner on your head and you'll bleed a pretty good amount. Yeah. Especially when your fucking heart rate's up and you're like sweating and it mixes with the sweat and it pours or whatever. So both of them hard weight blood. There were like headshots. Like they just <laughs> fucking went to town. Like Undertaker. They don't, they don't do headshots either with chairs and stuff. They don't do headshots either with chairs. There was like chair shots to the head. There were like, at one point Brock Lesnar was just punching Undertaker in the head. Like not stiff as Brock Lesnar could, but still like, Close-fisted punches to like to Undertaker's head, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, this is pretty rough." Because I guess like this is the third one; it's to blow off, and they were like, "Fuck it." They had a spot that I had never seen before, which was Brock uh, tore up the tarp from the ring, took okay. the foam out, so then he could like F five Taker onto the wood, onto the wood slats beneath <laughs> the ring. But I was like, pretty cool. Like expensive, expensive, but like not even that expensive. Like I don't know, maybe they have to ex- replace the canvas after a big bloody match, anyways. Yeah, exactly. They might have to. They might have to replace it anyway. If there's a washout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they went. Uh, they went nuts, and uh, I guess spoilers. Brock went over clean. Huh. Like it's it's done, right? So it's clean win at Mania. Taker had the screwy win at SummerSlam, which we talked about. Yeah. And now Brock over clean. So. And then nobody really know. And then afterwards, the Wyatts showed up and beat up Undertaker even more, and then carried his limp body away. Okay. That Who won in the the heavyweight championship match? That was the Rollins Cans match. Rollins clean. Oh damn it! <laughs> I was really hoping for a Cane title run. Yeah, I mean, I know Kane... the only one. The internet is really mad that they put him in that match, but 
Yeah. I like it when old guys have titles. Yeah. I really do. I don't know, it's something. But I mean, I also like the fact that Rollins can win clean sometimes if they're going to... I mean, it, it helps to make him not a bitch all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and that's the same too. Like, they also had him basically, hold, not holding his own, but like, he was hanging with Brock when he had the Brock match, mm. which puts him up with Cena and Reigns. So there's only three guys that have, like, had matches with Brock where they weren't just getting, like, annihilated, right? Because yeah. they put uh, Big Show into the match with him at Madison Square Garden. Big Show hit him with a couple choke slams, and then it was a bazillion suplexes and a bunch of F5s, and it was done. <laughs> like, I think he hit him with, like, two choke slams back to back. So he got, like, he wasn't squashed immediately, but then it was a squash. And you're like, and Big Show is typically billed. As a monster. As a monster. Yeah. So if you have guys, like, the fact that they're giving guys like Reigns and Rollins the ability to look not out of place with Brock is at least they're interested in elevating some of the new guys, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm all for that. I really want to see Big Show team up with Mark Henry. Again? They did it before. No. Yeah, they've done it before. No, no. Big Show teamed up with, with Kane a whole bunch. No, Big Show and Mark Henry were the... Uh, they were the largest tag team in the world or whatever the heck really? they... Yeah, I yeah. would like that. I like that. <laughs> Just like big slow guys. Oh. But like they would look so out of place in the tag division now, man. Like, I know, I know. That would be amazing. You see the little high flyers just be like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, Cesaro still wears his, uh, his Tyson Kidd armband. Aw. And I was like, aw, Cesaro. So, also a great moment. Learn to talk, Cesaro. It's so <laughs> so so he's with uh, Ziggler and Neville and whatever, and Ziggler runs out in the crowd because like Cesaro had a huge, uh, huge, huge, huge moment, and where he's like he like and it was like a three on three and annihilated the whole team, ran laps around the thing, just taking out everybody, got inside, uh, did a like a twenty or thirty spin thing on Wade Barrett, who's also a huge guy, and then Neville hit him with the the red arrow, or whatever. Everybody was like huge pop, and Ziggler ran out and got gave uh, Cesaro like a Cesaro section sign. But on the back it said "Hi Dan," and like Cesaro just flips it around and just holds it up and points to the "Hi Dan," <laughs> <laughs> just big letter "Hi Dan." And so I was like, "Yeah, to Hi Dan." I was like, "You're the best." And I was like, "To be fair though, Dan is freaking out right now." <laughs> I was like, "Dan, is, I'm gonna get my, I'm, I'm sitting ringside. I'm gonna get a sign that says like Hi Dan.' Like it'll say Cesaro on the other side, but like watch for it. I'll put up the Dan Cesaro holding it. <laughs> Hi Dan, <laughs> fucking was the best." Yeah, it was good. It was uh, the pay per view was so so. I'm kind of interested to see how they, what they do with it on Raw right. tonight. And because uh, yeah, the, it's also kind of weird going into Survivor Series. Survivor Series is being, they were like like the commercial for it is they were like at Survivor Series, we will rise for him because it's the 25th anniversary of Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series. Right. So it's like, how many Wyatts are there? Four. I was like, a Survivor Series is usually a. Five on five match? Five on five or six on six? A four on four or five on five? They've had six person Survivor Series. Oh, that's way too long. Yeah, so five. five. So the Wyatt's, wa- and Taker. Wyatt's and Taker as a team, and then Kane maybe captaining the other team? Potentially? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, that'd be nice if they could kind of put some closure on that storyline for Taker before he goes. Yeah, exactly. Just finish up the brothers thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe all right, do it. Because Kane Kane would be going in as the face if if it's like a corporation. Well, no, because he he gets he gets fired as director of operations because he lost his match. Okay, so, so he's now he's, but now he's only demon 
Theoretically, because like his corporate cane has been buried. Yeah, exactly. And if the Wyatts have taken him, he'll Taker will be as a it'll be a it'll be a turn during the match, obviously. But you could go into the match as a heel. All right, so they eliminate all of Kane's team except for Kane, and Taker hasn't even entered the match yet. It's just the Wyatts destroying his team, mm-hmm. and then Kane walks into the ring. They all beat him down for a little bit. They tag Taker in. He's all possessed and shit by the Wyatts. And then they grab each other in a mutual choke slam. And then they turn and annihilate the Wyatts. That'd be down. I'd be down for that. In a steel cage. And they let everyone except for Bray escape. <laughs> that was one of my favorite all-time moments in pro wrestling. Where they just let... Uh... Uh, Canyon. Who better no, than Canyon? Yeah, they let Canyon They just let Canyon go and then just beat up DDP, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Let, let him go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be down. But yeah, exactly. So Survivor Series is like, and people are saying that that it'll be that, then it'll probably be Mania, and then Taker's done. Like, who do you put him up against in Mania? Sting. Sting would be cool. It's too. It's like it's it's too old to be really cool, but like, it's kind of it'd be kind of good because they they've never fought, right? They've never ever fought <laughs> like it's one of the rare sean would be good sean would be really good that'd be really good like get him training and yeah, but i don't know if sean can his knees are screwed no it's an undertaker match <laughs> yeah but that's it but you need to do the big moves like undertaker like, he, he need he, he needs to do, to do a, a giant kick. elbow he needs to do a super kick and he needs to do a giant elbow he has right. to there's no way that sean michaels can beat undertaker without a big elbow off the top rope like just one still rough they, they, that's the thing. Maybe it was going to be Sting, and now it's not going to be Sting because Sting got real hurt against Rollins, right? Yeah, like that, that power bomb on the turnbuckle. Yeah, buckle bombs, and he took like three of them, like <laughs> a crazy person. And apparently, it was like almost a hundred percent his fault. Like he was like, "It's rough," and they were like, "Want to like like change the spot?" And he was like, "Nope." And I was like, "I'm 56. I can do it." Okay, let's <laughs> fucking throw him in. Like that's the one thing too that we were like we were talking about that like fucking with Stinger. Like of all the craziness that you hear about WCW. It's never about him. Yeah. He was just like a good old company guy who just like showed it work and put up with it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, he must be like the best. Like to put up with what was going on at WCW, <laughs> like Click and fucking Hogan and fucking like Bischoff and Goldberg even being like a psycho, like and and even before that, dealing with fucking eighties Ric Flair. Yeah, exactly. 80, and and Dusty. All kinds of nuts. Coked up Flair and coked up Dusty, just probably just like going insane. And you never hear it like, and Sting got really fucked up that time. Never. Never. Like, he just showed up and did his job and was like, want to wanna go up north to WWF? No. They're taking everyone, man. They got they got Booker set up for a title run. Yeah, yeah that's good. Good for Booker. Happy for him. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to sign with these TNA guys. <laughs> like what the fuck? That Jeff Jarrett guy. He seems like a stand-up guy. Yeah. I, and and that's the thing. And that's the other thing. I don't. I don't know. Like, is did he hate money? Like, where did the never signing with like WWE come from? Like, usually, again, usually in the world of wrestling, this stuff is like has been laid bare by now. That like, who did and said what in what circumstance that made you fucking flipped companies or whatever? Oh. Never. I've never heard anything about Sting either. Exactly. He just never signed. Like, right. fucking weird. And it was a lot of money. For sure it was a lot of money. If they came, if he came in, like, 
Invasion? During the invasion. Yeah. Like, they owned his... Like, I don't even know how he got out of the invasion. We, he must have been on contract when they bought him. Like, I think all the contracts had to be renegotiated. Yeah. A lot of people that just got washed. I know a lot of people got washed, but, like, if you were to look at this on paper... It must have been part of the deal. He must have been able to get out of it. But, like, that's it. But and that's, like, to me, that's him getting out of it. Independent contractors, though, right? Like, it's, I'm sure they had two-way leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, but, like, that's him not wanting to be a Can part of it. imagine if the invasion, instead of that weird turn that Steve Austin took to join the, yeah, yeah. the, 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 the WCW faction, mm-hmm. if that was Sting, that would be crazy. Yeah. It would have made more sense. It would have made, made way more sense. Yeah. That whole fuck, invasion was almost cool. It's cool for the first couple of weeks and then just lost its mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very silly. Anyway, we've been talking wrestling a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, what else you got going on, Scott? I've been watching this TV show with my kid on Netflix. Let it me guess. Ninjago. Ninjago. Yeah. Yes. I fucking love this TV show. If you've not seen it, Season one is insane. This is a TV show for kids where right. Lego figures are ninjas. Right. And they, they fight evil. Okay. Right. So it sounds pretty kiddie. Yeah. It is the best writing I've seen in an animated series since Gargoyles. Okay. And this is, I think it's 12 or 13 episodes in season one. Okay. Where they destroy everything they set up. Hmm. It's a group of four ninjas training to save the world. Red ninja, green ninja, black ninja, yellow ninja. Uh, red ninja, white ninja, black ninja, blue ninja. Damn it. <laughs> I was like... And they I have tried. a sensei. Right. I mean, two episodes in, they blow up their monastery. Right. Like their home so base they lose their gone. base. <laughs> they, they fucking... The bad guy in the first few episodes gets ousted. I'm guessing it's CG, right? Like it looks yeah, like Lego CG. movie, it's but with like ninjas. Lego movie, yeah. Okay. Uh, the bad guy in the first couple episodes gets ousted in a freaking pit of challenge. So just imagine if Megatron... And like episode three of Transformers, Starscream beats his ass, and then you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? I'm there. Super random. They they end up living in a flying pirate ship. Okay, well then, obviously, who gives a fuck about their mist- monastery? Also gets destroyed. No, but the flying pirate ship is where you get in the three quarters of the game. So they, they open have, up the world map. They have dragons that they fly on, which escape, and they never see them again. <laughs> It's like, yeah, dragons. Oh, no, the bad guy's got our dragons. Whoa, they're flying away. Khaleesi. Like, what? what the f-? Yeah, exactly. Imagine if the dragons just freaking disappeared halfway through season one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> what? What? They're gone? They just, whatever they set up as, this is obviously the fixture of the toy line. The writers are just like, smash it. Just smash Keep it. it or, it. or what you're telling me is that they introduced a monastery playset Pirate ship playset, dragon playset, Again, a see. pit of battle playset, a main bad guy playset, a second bad guy who turned out to be the main bad guy playset. Like it's it's crazy. It's just like that's why they're just, it's just like fucking GI Joe, where GI Joe had to have a new vehicle every fucking week that they never used again. But they, they just GI Joes have a base. It's that big gray thing with the big gun in the middle that never ever shoots anything. Right. Ever. And they have the uh, the SS flag, which they sink, but that's in season three. Yeah. This show, it just blows shit up because they're like, oh, is this the status quo? Fuck it. But also, they're also giving excuses to introduce new toys. Like, in a roundabout way. Sure, but... Like, relive that one episode. It seems like really risky writing. Like, it would be so easy to set up 
the base, and this is where they are, and something. But was it released to directly to Netflix? No, it was it was released. No. weekly? there's actually f- two episodes where they fight a a big bad that I think came with the toy sets. Okay, and then Netflix bought those, and then there's two seasons of an actual TV show. Okay, on, on, of Ninjago, and I finished the first one. I can't wait to watch the second one, but exciting. I have to be careful because Archer started to kick me. Yeah, he gets, he gets to that. I remember as as a kid, that was always a danger. Went to go see Three Ninjas, and we yeah. just go back and do karate. <laughs> None of us took karate. We just wanted to kick. But if you're like uh, a thirty-something who's looking for a cool cartoon that makes you f- kid-friendly, uh, ish. Who cares? I fucking smoke a joint and watch this cartoon. Cause no, but really I'm saying, really but I, I'm I'm talking to our, our our listeners like Yan and Mark who have kids. Yeah, no, your kids will kick you after watching this. Yeah, but I mean, watch but it, it watch it after they go to bed, because like if you're like, oh man, I really miss gargoyles. I miss GI Joe. I want I like the kids' cartoons aren't always like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ninjago fucking delivers on that. Apparently, Steven Universe is amazing. I haven't heard of it. We're going to maybe talk about that at some point. I feel like I'm going to be forced to watch some of it tomorrow. But <laughs> apparently I've heard like great things about Steven Universe. And I feel we'd be remiss. Sorry to jump ahead, but we are almost at the, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we usually talk a little bit about politics, and a, a big political change happened since our last episode. Yeah, Joe Biden said he was not running for the nomination for our american listeners for our canadian listeners i have a new prime minister with a a shocking majority government for no reason the right honorable is he right honorable is he right honorable there's a special rule whether you're honorable prime minister or right honorable Hmm. right now he's only prime minister designate it has to do with where you come from in politics before you're elected hmm he might not be right honorable then Apparently he's not moving into 24 Sussex, Sussex Drive, which is weird because he grew up there. Maybe that's why he's not moving there. He's like, my dad's house. Yeah, exactly. This is my dad's house. But it, anyway, uh, yeah, so Justin Trudeau, son of Pierre Elliott, famous slash infamous Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau. His dad fucked Lois Lane. Yeah, man. And his mom partied at Studio 54, man. It's like these. <laughs> It's a crazy thing. <laughs> you can you can look up the most hilarious videos of Justin Trudeau in the world. <laughs> you can see him showing his cool party trick of falling down the stairs. For Stripping real. for charity. Stripping for charity. Boxing. Just, uh, dancing. This is a guy who was raised in the generation of, of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually watching a video. He was When he went to, I forget what university he went to. Where it was you during you know what's cool about being a Canadian mm-hmm. when our prime minister's kid gets elected to be the new prime minister, it's not George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, there's a video if of we him. We had the coolest prime minister in the seventies. Yeah, and now his kid is super cool, and he's our prime minister. Yeah, and, and they can say that I'm not a liberal, but he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's. He's cool. Like that, I think that, and that's everybody's. Like they're like, like. Uh, Where does he get his haircut? Can we send John there? <laughs> yeah, he's got L- good haircut. Local, uh, local funny man Morgan O'Shea kind of summed up the elections the best. Where he was just sort of like, "Today I learned that Canadians favor style over substance, but they also favor style over evil." So I'm going to take that as a win. It's <laughs> <was> like fair. <laughs> But yeah, there. Uh, I don't know if you heard about some of the 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 policy, the, some of the stuff that he's done. His cabinet will be 
equal numbers, men and women. Yeah. This is that. Uh, the Climate Change Summit. Have you heard about what you, the plans are for that? He's talking about instantly stopping the Keystone Pipeline. That I've heard he's talking about. But at the Climate I mean, Change Summit, he's extended an invitation to every other leader of every other party. Like, including Elizabeth May. So, like, at the climate change, and he's like, and Tom Mulcair, if Mulcair doesn't step down, and Stephen Harper, if he doesn't step down, you're Harper the leader. Harper did step down, though. Huh? Harper did step down. He said he was stepping down as leader of the party. Did he? I, I read that. I only read that he stepped down as, because the thing is, this is fucked up, right? He has to step down as prime minister, because in order to get, you don't get elected prime minister, you get a ruling party, and then there has to be a meeting of the um, uh, House of Commons needs to meet to formally swear in a prime minister. There's like a vote of confidence. Okay. To swear in a prime minister. And typically what happens, this was actually like a concern because of Harper. Typically what happens is the prime minister will step down and then uh, the speaker will designate the leader of the majority party right. until the House of Commons can meet. Because the House of Commons goes into recess during an election and usually won't get back together again given the timing of the election until probably January. People were like, Stephen Harper didn't have to. He could have stayed prime minister until they met with the House of Commons. They were like, and people were really worried that if they were close, like if the conservatives were close, that he wasn't going to, because he was like, all I need is like to sway X number of votes to have the confidence of the house. You could stay prime minister if you didn't have all, like uh, you did. There's no way that NDP would do that. But I'm saying, but if they were close enough and he only had to sway like 10 people, there's some right, there's right leaning liberals and there's right leaning NDP, right? Yeah, but to turf their own party. It, he's done it. He won. He he converted four seats, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, it would have been like the a hail, like a political hail mary for sure. But would you put it past him? Yeah, no, he's pretty evil. Exactly. That's that's what they're saying. Is they're like, holy shit. They're like, with the majority, whatever it was, he was okay. never gonna have the confidence of when, the house. When the mayor of Calgary called, like called him out for being pretty damn racist. Yeah. Like that's his hometown. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, but yeah, that's that was the thing. So he's like that's why he's prime minister designate. So and that's why I didn't hear that he had stepped down yet as leader of the Conservatives. Maybe that if that happened in the if it had happened in the most in a couple days because it wasn't right away. I think maybe he sat on it for a little while, let it stew. But anyway, but yeah, he extended signed a few more things. Exactly. But I saw that was still kind of cool and not at all what the Harper government had ever done. Like the Harper government when they went to these things would just. Oh. Also, Trudeau held a press conference. Yeah, exactly. Well, held a press conference <laughs> for the first time, and like best people's best guess was about seven years that the national press gallery was used. Yeah, they were like, there was the best thing I saw about that was they were just sort of like, it was they were like, and, and the guy they had to moderate it was another journalist. Yeah, exactly. Press handler. Yeah, exactly. There was the best. The best tweet about that was someone who was like interning, let's say, for National Post or whatever else like that, which is sort of like in the National Press Gallery. The last time that the National Press Gallery was used, I was in grade eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, I have gotten a journalism degree. <laughs> like I was in high school the last time this room was used. Uh, I was okay. I was a high school student. Now I'm a journalist in the National Press Gallery. Like shit, like that. Like How? that. How does someone who votes conservative like deal with that in their head? That well, that's what I was. Easy. And I don't know why. If maybe it's maybe it's because I'm a a pro wrestling fan. But to me, I wouldn't. I would not have liked him anymore. But I would have had like some respect if he like owned his shittiness. And I'm like, have the press conference every week, and then just like tell them to be like, 
well, that's not why I was elected. I'm elected to make my constituents money. And that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And I was like, and then if I was a conservative, I'd be like, that's our guy. Fuck everyone else. You know, like, like I would have gotten behind him playing the bad guy, <laughs> like, like embracing his shittiness and publicly being it. Like, I was like, George W. Bush fucking took questions every week. They were bonkers. He got reelected. He fucking did eight years. You know, like, he had, but I think it's, it's constitutionally mandated in America to actually have to sit before the press. Or maybe it's an amendment or something. Maybe. Like, they, have a, they have a person whose job it is to deal with that, though, the press secretary. Like, that's, yeah, no, but that's, that's a, a big job. But there's a certain amount of, like, question time that is, like, mandated. Something, too, I don't know if you read um, Liberals as part of their platform. Well, they're reinstituting question period, which Harvard just wasn't doing either. Yeah. And that was, I don't know if you remember going to, like, parliament when in school and whatever like question period was like you're like this is fucking where people get to politic politic and and you're just sort of like and with like with the right question with enough waiting time whatever like even as a citizen there's a process but as a citizen you can ask the prime minister a question like if you follow that process and apparently what the liberals are talking about is super fucking cool uh is to have basically like an upvote system online where, <laughs> but that's it. Where you can have fielded questions, and the questions that get the most like response from citizens will actually get fielded to the prime minister. But I was like, that's fucking super cool. It's super cool. Easily abused by the internet. Like, what am I going to name my baby? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that have, have to bind it to IPs. As long as I can't get like American 4chan kids in there, <laughs> they're gonna, like, yeah, you're not from Canada. And everyone's getting IPs to master IP to Canada. Obviously, I'm sure there'll be a filtration, like, brackets within reason. Any reasonable question as voted by the public or whatever. But I'm saying, but it's still a cool thing of, like, transparency with your government of, like... Using technology. Using to technology reach to reach people. Fucking super cool. Anyway. Well, I, I love that we've got someone who knows how to use the internet as our leader. Like, Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for experience, but the guy's in his 40s. He's not like a freaking 17-year-old. He also like worked in – he was uh, not a minister because it wasn't a political thing, but the, he was educa- education minister, no? I don't know. Provincially or whatever else. Like, he's done like he's, – He's a smart guy who knows what the world – like how the world works, like how people work in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, people are like, oh, he's so young. Like he's not so young. He's got three kids. He's, he's young for a politician. 43 is pretty young. Yeah, but it's – it, again, they make it seem like they've just elected someone out of high school into this job. Yeah. Like, he's not a, f- a freaking moron who's going to go get on a bender. And- well, I love when they're just sort of like, they're like, yeah, but how do you think he's going to handle himself internationally? I'm like, he has a fucking cabinet of people who've been there forever. Like, Yeah, it's- he's going to hire people and work with people who... To not make a giant not ass of himself. himself. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but the fact he knows what it... Twitter is isn't going to be caught like a doddering old man. It's Probably hasn't us. sent his dick pics anywhere. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah, exactly. He knows that that can get out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's going to wrap it up, Scott. Woo. Woo. This is 9-5 Entertainment System with Scott and Keith. And uh, John was here in spirit. Ooh, spooky Halloween Stop episode. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey everyone, it's me again, wasting your time at the end of the podcast where it doesn't matter anyways. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter, we're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.